You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. France prepares for election hacking. Ukraine Ergo acknowledges its electrical service was hacked. Malwarebytes reports on fruit fly, malware swarming around biomedical research facilities. Krebs believes he's found the author of Mirai. Anonymous says it's going to dox U.S. President-elect Trump. And the RSA conference announces the finalists in the Innovation Sandbox. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, January 19, 2017. France continues to prepare for election hacking. ANSI, the country's National Information System Security Agency, has warned political parties and others to expect attempts on their networks. So far, one political movement, En Marche, led by former socialist Emmanuel Macron, now running as an independent, has acknowledged being hacked. The major parties so far have nothing to report. ANSI's responsibilities include securing the vote at the polling places and, as the electorate's choices are transmitted through regional prefectures, to the Ministry of the Interior for their final official tally. The leading suspect against which ANSI and the Ministry of Defense are warning would be, of course, Russia. Farther east, Ukraine Ergo, the electrical utility that supplies Kiev, confirmed to Reuters that last month's power outages were indeed the result of a cyber attack. The utility found that workstations and SCADA systems connected to the major North substation came under external influence. Ukraine Ergo declined to attribute the attack to any particular actor. Speculation, again, of course, has pointed to Russia. But they did say, quote, The analysis of the impact of symptoms on the initial data of these systems indicates a premeditated and multi-level invasion, end quote. Security of industrial control systems remains a matter of much concern. We spoke with Nir Giller of CyberX, who believes that a false sense of security still surrounds industrial control systems. People might have the perception of security by obscurity. And this comes into play when, when people think about serial interfaces or technology which is uh, proprietary. Um, and people tend to think that because uh, no one has the inner workings or the documentation of the actual software, hardware, it might mean that the attacker cannot attack these devices. And that's, that's security by obscurity. Uh, it has never been proven to be successful. Obscurity is something that, that with enough resources, you can always bypass uh, and under, figure out what you need to figure out as an attacker and, and get your way. So I think that this is, this is something that needs to uh, be very well understood within industrial environments because there are, it seems that there are a lot of proprietary technologies, although the 
the uh, as time passes by, more and more people relate to the concept that attackers can can attack proprietary protocols and systems. Uh, we see examples uh, more and more uh, frequently, and so. I believe that in order to actually protect an industrial environment, you need the, the ultimate answer is that you need detection. You need a solution which is capable very efficiently and very uh, wisely to do detection within the industrial environment, and you need to do so uh, continuously. Because um, uh, if you have a firewall that, that's separating between the IT and the OT environment, it doesn't mean that you won't get attacked. Uh, there's a very good probability that the firewall will be bypassed. You as, a, as, a, as an asset owner of the, of the industrial environment, the OT environment, you need to remember that cybersecurity is all about uh, risks. And you need to have the right system put in and the right methodology to make sure that you are continuously protected because you will get attacked whether it's it's a highly targeted or or a simple attack but the network will be attacked and you need the tools in place to make sure that you have detection and once an attack will be detected you will be able to take the the right um, actions in order to mitigate the incident that's Nir Giller from CyberX. Security researchers at the firm Malwarebytes report finding malicious code used in targeted attacks against biomedical research centers. The malware affects primarily Mac OS, but Linux systems are also thought vulnerable. Apple is calling the code FruitFly. It's multifunctional. It takes screen captures, accesses webcams, and enables attackers to take remote control of an endpoint. Sophisticated, yet with an oddly retro approach to persistence, FruitFly is thought to have circulated undetected for several years. Malwarebyte speculates that its highly targeted character helped it evade notice. Krebs on Security investigates Anna Senpai, as Mirai's creator has come to be known, tracking her or him or them through Minecraft and Rutgers. Krebs names names, and if we follow him, we can safely call Anna Senpai him, Krebs notes that Mirai, the botnet herding malware that took down his site and other services, most famously OVH in France and Dine in the United States last autumn, had ancestors. Its forebears went by Bashlight, Gafgit, Cubot, Remiton, and Torless. In 2014, hoods calling themselves Leldos amused themselves by taking down Minecraft servers using variants of this ancestor code. The takedowns weren't pure vandalism. Rather, they appear to have been gambits in the highly competitive Minecraft DDoS protection industry. A California security firm, ProxyPipe, which specializes in protecting Minecraft servers, came under effective 300 gigabyte per second distributed denial of service attack in June of 2014. ProxyPipe believes that it was being harassed by competitors, very small one or a few person outfits run by teenagers. The report is worth reading in full at KrebsOnSecurity.com. As the U.S. prepares to inaugurate President-elect Trump tomorrow, the anarcho-hacktivist collective resurfaces to tell Mr. Trump that he will regret the next four years. The threat appears to amount to a promise that they'll dox the new president vigorously, something Anonymous began saying at roughly the time Trump announced his candidacy. 
As you would expect, the CyberWire will be providing special coverage of this year's RSA conference in San Francisco. The meetings run from the 13th to the 17th of February, and that's less than a month away, so it's time to start anticipating. The conference has announced the finalists in its innovation sandbox. There's a complete listing of all of the finalists on our website, thecyberwire.com, in today's daily briefing. Congratulations and good luck to them all. We look forward to seeing them in the sandbox. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. Joining me once again is Ben Yellen. He's a senior law and policy analyst at the University of Maryland Center for Health and Homeland Security. Ben, I saw an um, interesting article come by in the Columbia Journalism Review. Uh, there's a journalist uh, named Ed O. Uh, and he had some trouble at the United States border. He is a Canadian citizen, and on his way over the border into the United States, a place he's been many times, um, he had a pretty significant search. Uh, give us some of the details of this. Sure. So Ed O was trying to cover the North Dakota protest, the protest over that pipeline that's going through Native American territory. So he was trying to board uh, a flight in Vancouver, and when he was going through customs, without any sort of individualized suspicion, the customs agents interrogated him for six hours, looked through his materials, required him to open his electronic devices, even though they had been encrypted. Even though this sort of rings alarm bells for all of us, this seems very unjust, it is constitutional. The border sort of has a special uh, quality to it from a constitutional perspective. The Supreme Court has held that there is a an exception to the warrant requirements under the Fourth Amendment search and seizure requirement for special needs searches. Help me understand that, Ben, because it seems to me that uh, now, now uh, Mr. O is a Canadian citizen, but it seems to me that as a citizen of the United States, if I come to the border of our country and I have a valid passport, it would strike me that the moment that that passport is accepted and that border agent verifies that I am a United States citizen, that my constitutional rights should, should kick into place. But that's not the case? Yeah, so the Supreme Court has held otherwise. They basically determined that even though in some cases where normally a warrant would be required, normally the Fourth Amendment rights would be invoked, for some sort of public policy reason, the government should be able to conduct warrantless searches. It's really an exception to the general rule, but it's something that's very established in Supreme Court jurisprudence. So the best example of this are sobriety checkpoints. 
when you're driving and you get pulled over at a sobriety checkpoint, there's no individualized suspicion that you yourself have been drinking and driving. They're checking everyone. But the Supreme Court has allowed that because there's a uh, compelling public policy interest in freeing the roads from drunk drivers. That's a that's a public policy interest that we've we've carved carved out from Fourth Amendment jurisprudence. So. Again, this is something that's constitutionally troubling, at least to me, but it is very well established in, in constitutional jurisprudence. So where does it stand in terms of being a, a U.S. citizen? If I'm at the border and I'm you know, coming back into the United States from a vacation in Canada or Mexico or Europe or wherever, and I have my laptop and my phone, and the border agent says to me, you know, uh, we want to take a look at your electronic devices, what should my response be? Well, your response should be citing a case called United States v. Cotterman. And this was a case that was decided in the Ninth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals, generally a court that's very favorable to civil liberties challenges. And they held that uh, the United States border police or law enforcement at the border cannot examine your electronic storage devices without a reason for suspicion. And this is a holding that has weakened the general border search exception to the Fourth Amendment that we've discussed. Reasonable suspicion is a standard that's used in other areas of law enforcement. I think uh, it's somewhere somewhat short of probable cause that somebody's committing a crime. But you still have to have a reason to suspect that uh, there's something untoward on this electronic device. So this decision uh, has been appealed to the United States Supreme Court. So far, the Supreme Court has not taken up the case. This opinion is, is controlling law. So if you're at the border and you don't want to reveal your electronic information to a forensic examination, cite United States v. Cotterman. You might get some confused looks from your border agents, but you would have good legal recourse. All right, Ben Yellen, good information as always. Thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Listeners, we're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com slash survey and share your feedback now.
And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.